0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves podcast. This week I come at you solo and I want to preface this episode with I thought that my podcast microphone was on but it actually recorded on the computer microphone. And for that, um, I just want to prepare you that the audio isn't as full as your ear is hearing right now. But I didn't want to re-record the podcast episode because I felt like it was so fluid and things just flew out of me. So it's certainly not bad quality. It's just not this quality. So I just wanted to prepare you for that. Um, I always am very committed to the highest level of quality for this and to always bring you the best, best possible version of the things I record. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way I want. But I also know that it's better to bring something that's imperfect to you that feels right than something that's perfect and re-recorded and not in the flow of the experience and i'm going to lay my vulnerable self out to you to say if you could please go and wherever you listen to this podcast subscribe to it give it a five-star review a written review that's so helpful tell your friends if it really is helpful please if you love it share it on your social media tag me in your stories i'll share as many as i can see and, and and get to and your support and your love is so important to me. And, and I have so much gratitude for it and know that it comes right back at you. I hope that you have the most wonderful day wherever this finds you. Enjoy this episode. It was a really beautiful experience to record. I've had a number of things coming up for me that I wanted to share that, you know, I kind of feel as things move through me as thoughts are processed, that they are often thoughts and things that are being processed through other people, through your mind, through your heart. And I hope that in my articulation or thought about them, that perhaps we together can bring some greater awareness to maybe what is a collective experience that you know, I remember reading the book. I listen to books mostly. So when I say I read it, I probably listened to it. Uh, but the book from Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. That said, when, you know, you don't jump on an idea or a thought, it's not just yours, you don't own them. And if you don't take the creative control and, and put it out to the world, someone else will get it. And it will not be their fault. It will be that you didn't act. I think it's kind of funny because it's also like when you want to break up with someone and then they break up with you and you're like, damn it, I'm going to break up with you. And then you're heartbroken and you have to process it. And then you want them back, even though you didn't want them when you had them. Fucking crazy, isn't it? How the world works, how the mind works, how the body works, and how all of those things participate in this very complex dance. You know, what is our biology, which is fear and rejection and abandonment and the pain of conflict, and not feeling seen or loved or belonging. And to feel that on a very real level, the human part of that, that very human part of that, that is not, you cannot deny. And then the soul part of that, that knows that love is always present, that you're always loved, that you are enough just by being. But when the human part, the part that says, I need to belong, I need to be validated that i'm enough it's such that awakening the rescuing of worth from the opinion of other which is a dance you know it's a dance and you know i think about living life wide open you know there's a pretty thin line between transparency and privacy for me but that line is ever so important but i I, you know when i started all of this i really The first post, the first article, I was always writing from the space of total fear that I shouldn't say this or I'm afraid of being seen, but in the act, feeling seen. And that's how hard conversations are so transformative, because, of course, in the hard conversation of bringing the truth that lives in the ether of the connection or just in the ether, By not participating in the pattern of let's pretend nothing wrong is happening, but bringing in the wrong into the light so that it can be met with love and compassion and grace and then worked on. I mean, that act in and of itself, you know, like all the truths that currently exist in the world, the painful lack of equity, the, you know, if you're noticing, you know, it's just so easy with privilege to turn off the noticing. But if you're noticing, the world is filled with pain. It's filled with struggle, It's filled with uncertainty. And can you stay with that? Can you sit with that? Can you hold that without needing to go to your phone, without needing a drink, without avoiding the truths that are very real? that we are all responsible for, that we all participate in. By turning off your noticing, it doesn't turn off the truth. And isn't that fascinating that the things that make us uncomfortable, whether it be in the news or in our day-to-day or in how we treat people or how they treat us, when you turn down the noticing, you turn down all of it. You don't get just to turn off the things that you don't like seeing. You turn off your ability to see all of it Turn down the, the ability to touch gratitude and grace. Think of this often, this idea that if you have to shut off a part of your attention to truth in one area of your life, you will now no longer be able to notice that in any area. And then you're turned down. Your volume is turned down. Your light is turned down so that you can survive. Right? Perceivably survive. So that you don't have to be uncomfortable so that you don't have to grow up and have hard conversations, so you don't have to participate in movements, so that you don't have to be brave or courageous or have, you know, not be liked, God forbid, you know. But when we don't say something at the cost of not being liked, we don't like ourselves because we make what someone thinks of us more important than our own integrity and our own values. You know, I I speak about all this stuff from a place of inner turmoil, inner struggle, this constant balance of who do I want to be, how do I want to be remembered, what's important to me, and there's a sense of um, sadness or but beauty, beauty and sadness in the recognition that one day my consciousness, as it stands in this human experience, will not exist anymore. You know, isn't that... Such a terrifying truth to know that as you listen to this, what a beautiful gift to be alive. What a beautiful gift to be able to process these words and participate in this conversation, to have a device that allows you to do this. And and yet, what will you do with the awarenesses that are stirred within you? Will you act upon them? Will you take responsibility for The awarenesses for the truths that you know exist inside of you, around you, in your relationships, in your own hidden passions and dreams, and maybe your desires too. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional appeal. Is that all the I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. (laughs) Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Plus. I was talking to a friend recently about the idea that being a brand cultivates a persona. And the word persona, um, I believe it originated in Greek theater and it was the list of people, of, of characters, the personas um, in a play. You think about that person, persona, that, that just in the, the word persona is the invitation to wear a mask. And, and you know, you don't often know you're wearing a mask until it gets torn off your face or you recognize that you're hiding behind a truce that's not yours. You now speaking about the that the moment you exchange money for your brand or your service, then you'll likely dance for that like that money, that thing. And I thought, you know, How's that any different than posting a picture and getting likes, whether you're a brand or not? How's that any different? And why is it that we often have curated news feeds, that we often have curated pictures? But of course, who's going to post a picture of themselves crying in a corner or their life seemingly in shambles? But I remember what I heard Lisa Nichols say at a workshop once, which was, no one identifies with perfection except for those that hold their value in the projection of perfection. I just added that part, but that's true. The only people who love perfection in another is the people who hide behind it or seek it in themselves. No one identifies on a real humanity level with perfection. We identify with imperfection and we identify with imperfection because it says you too. Me too. I feel that way too. I struggle with that too. And I think about, I never really, maybe this is a midlife crisis thing, but let's call it a midlife awakening thing because a crisis sounds like it's a bad thing. And I think that's an interesting thing about how we have, you know, spoken about The introspection that occurs and the idea of a midlife crisis is that you have gotten to half your life and perhaps a bit beyond, theoretically. And so then you consider your life and you go buy a red sports car and you blow up your life. But I think this occurs in so many different ways. We sort of talk down to that. But I think if it's a midlife awakening, um, which I think is just a deepening and deepening of, the ability to question what is this life for why am i here how do i want to be remembered all of these different things and what an invitation that is to keep questioning that to do am i where i want to be is this who i want to be is this relationship the relationship in its current state that i want because of course that question then creates so much fear because people say don't leave you can't just leave things and i say you can change things though And sometimes that means leaving them. And if you only have one life, and we can get into reincarnation another time or that kind of thought. But if you only have one, then what? You know, then what? And what will you do with it? I talk about that a lot because in my paying attention to and thinking about that one day, my consciousness will be gone from this human expression, I really need to touch into the spiritual aspects of where consciousness goes and what it means to be here. And when you begin to explore that path, you get more in touch with your soul, with your heart, with your essence, with your being. Which is very fascinating, isn't it? That ultimately you come into this life, a light in the eye of a child you are. And then you learn how to use language and how to hopefully over time ask for what you need meet your own needs that you need to meet yourself express what you want go after what you ultimately desire not realizing that there are very interesting unconscious and limited beliefs that will try to hold you in the grips of what was and your soul will want to express and you will want to say all the things But you will learn to filter those things in order to be safe in your surroundings. And sometimes that will be essential. And it will be very true that your life is in jeopardy if you are yourself. And other times you will think that's true, but it's not. And you will sit on an unrealized form of expression. And I think about what a privilege it is to be born in Canada, to be born as a as a white, straight male, you know, and. And to not have really realized all of the benefits that has allowed me. But we squander all of these things away. The silence that come, or sorry, the privilege that comes with silence. And, you know, we don't recognize the intersections and the inequities. And, you know, I cannot imagine what it is like to be born in a different skin, a different color. But what I can do is try to see through those lenses, educate myself as you educate yourself. Because as you cultivate more compassion for the depths of your own growth, you will only want to see love in another and freedom in another and you will not be able to reject them. You won't because you see that it's just a container. The body is a container, a vessel for the same beautiful expression. You start to see that we all, at the basis of us, are connected. And I was listening to Alan Watts the other day, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. My references to him or Ram Dass, Ram Dass is my new Alan Watts. But hey, homie, Alan, I'm not leaving you behind. But he uses the analogy that we know that mountains, you know, they sprout up, but they are all anchored by the same land, just as we are. And if you think of the law of physics that no energy is lost or gained, that when you pass, the light leaves the vessel, but the light doesn't leave. And I think as humans, that's a hard thing to process. And Corona is certainly bringing that up in us. And, you know, I said this, uh, I don't know, maybe five episodes ago, just to be mindful of the liberties you give away for the safeties we currently are fighting for. But Expect your liberties back, expect your sovereignty back. Do not give those things away. Your ability to choose what goes in your body, your ability to choose what you will allow, what you won't, what you will subcontract to your government and what you won't, you pay taxes, they work for you. You don't work for your government. Remember that. And this is not a message of anarchy. This is a message of autonomy sovereignty of individuation to say, no one gets to choose for you. In many places in the world, there's still arranged marriages, there's still not choice. But if you live in a place that does not have that, and if you live in one that does, my heart goes to you. I'm not saying that arranged marriages can't work. I'm saying that in the taking away of a choice, maybe it could make it simpler. But in the place where you have a choice, you have a responsibility. When you watch your speech get censored, when you watch the opinions of people you may not agree with be deleted, you yourself, your freedom to say something that someone else might not agree to gets deleted in the same moment. And you feel the depths of that. I know you do, because I do. And as you turn up the level of compassion for your own journey, you turn up such a level of compassion for others. I remember sitting as a kid and watching these ants walk across the sidewalk. And I have shame saying this, but I remember killing the ants, crushing them, not thinking about it, not thinking about the life of each one, that one day I might get reincarnated as an ant and I shall be crushed by the giant who sits above me with a toy car, or whatever I was using as my method of destruction. And is it that how some people become when they become leaders of people? Not thinking about the family dinners that are disrupted by the explosions. and We don't need war anymore. But the war on the grander scale will continue when there is war within ourselves, the acceptance of ourselves, the acceptance of other people to broaden points of view. And that's the work. That is the work to compassionately allow yourself the grace to be so you can compassionately allow the grace to others. And maybe that's the message to today, but there is one thing I wanted to leave on that I definitely wanted to say today, which is we are conditioned to believe that if we do not like our surroundings, if they're Everything we're taught we have, but we don't want it or we don't like it or we have anxiety or sadness or we have any negative feeling. We've been taught that you need to find out what's wrong with you. You need to find out what's wrong with you. Why are you so flawed that you can't love this life where you were given so much and you have so much and you have everything anyone would want? And why are you not grateful that this relationship doesn't fulfill you, or this, 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 this. And I don't know what the answer for you is, but I do want to invite a possibility to think, what if there is nothing wrong with you? What if your feelings are brilliant? What if your intuition is on? What if you're meant to give purpose and birth to something else? What if you're actually just invited to bring up the discomfort to lead to a conversation that leads to comfort? My point being, what happens if you believe that you are the wisest, most beautiful advisor of yourself? And there's nothing wrong with you, but perhaps something wrong in your environment. Perhaps something wrong with your way of being. Perhaps something wrong with the people that you surround yourself with. Perhaps you're not in integrity with your values. Perhaps you're not speaking your truth. Perhaps there's nothing wrong with you, but something wrong with the things going on around you. What a gift that is to think that you don't need to subdue how you feel. Perhaps you need to listen to it. And I don't know how that will land with you, but I hope it lands in a way that invites you to be courageous and kind and generous and loving to yourself and to the people around you. There's a quote from Glennon Doyle's book that I want to finish on because I think it is such an invitation and the book um, is called Untamed. And I hope that everyone takes the time to read it. In the book, she says. In this part of the book, Lennon is speaking about her divorce and about entering a relationship that is a new one that she's now married to, this partner. And she said, it will ruin Craig. And her friend said to her, there's no such thing as one-way liberation, honey. Glennon replied, can you imagine the havoc this would wreak on my parents, on my friends, on my career? Her friend said, yes. Everyone you love would be uncomfortable for a long while, maybe. What is better? Uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. Every untruth is an unkindness, even if it makes others comfortable. Listen to that again. Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. Every untruth is an unkindness, even if it makes others comfortable. You know, the commitment is the commitment to truth. And I don't know what that means for you, but I know that you know what that means for you. And I think about that, the legacies that we shall leave, the invitations to healing are always about bringing forth the truth that lives beneath in the ether. And I've sat on a lot of real truths in my life when I was younger, when I was hurt, when I didn't want to stand in my own voice, when I was afraid of having boundaries of losing people, of who I was, of how I affected people. And it's when people have delivered heavy truths to me about how I've shown up and who I've been at the cost of me still loving them, at the cost, not sorry, at the possibility of the cost of me not loving them, at the possibility of the cost that I don't like what they're saying and it might affect a friendship or a relationship. But I gotta tell you, every time someone told me one of those truths, it sparked something within me that invited into my deeper, more highest, best self to say, you know, you know this, listen, listen, listen. And I don't know what you know, but I know you know it. And I hope that through listening to this, you're invited into some place that is back to yourself to be seen to know That you're invited to a place of I feel that way too. I get that. Me too. You know, and that is the shared experience. To know that we're all human, that we all don't know what we're doing. But we're doing our best, you know. And sometimes doing our best is just making it day by day, moment by moment. And other times it is stepping fully into thriving. And recognizing that that we have choice in so many things. And in the things we have choice in, we must exercise that choice in a space that moves us closer to truth and kindness and grace and love. So with that said, much love to you today. Wherever this finds you, know that you are loved unconditionally for who you are, no matter what you choose, no matter how you show up. Just accept that invitation to be your best, best self, to implement all the knowledge you have, that you've been sitting on, all the truths that you've been avoiding. May you bring them forward.